Welcome to Agribusiness News. My name is Tiffany McTaggart and this is an audio version of the articles written in the Agribusiness News publication. Agribusiness News bring to you regular monthly updates on policy, cereals, oilseed rape, livestock and milk, along with feature articles on the current issues impacting agriculture and information on other areas in farming. This is a farm advisory service resource produced in association with the Scottish Government. Welcome to the May 2022 edition. This month's Agribusiness News has been edited by Christine Beaton. We have articles written by a variety of knowledgeable SAC consultants. Christine Beaton, Julian Bell, Leslie Wiley, Laura Henderson, Kirsten Williams, Alistair Beatty, Mary Young, Douglas Ogilvie and Lorna McPherson. Along with our monthly updates, we're covering the rise in land value, silage management, contract farming agreements, and grass quality in dairy systems. First up in this month's news. While the global pandemic increased the cost of food and energy due to lockdowns and logistical issues, the ongoing war being waged on Ukraine has pushed prices to the highest level since the FAO price index was established in 1990. With prices rising by almost 13% during March, following February's previous record high. As costs of production in all industries continue to rise, it is expected that the 30-year record high inflation of 7% in March will soon lose its place in the record books, leaving more families facing food poverty or the emerging neology of food insecurity. Despite agricultural commodity prices continuing to rise in 2022, balancing the books with the rising costs of production is becoming ever more challenging. While economies of scale can help spread the risk due to a growing number of forestry, lifestyle and environmental, social and governance buyers entering the market for carbon capture or rewilding opportunities. The resultant 20% increase in arable land values over the past year has priced many farming businesses out of market and pushed land purchase dreams well beyond the grasp of most young farmers and new entrants. Losing productive land will put further pressure on food production. Last but certainly not least, good grassland management both for grazing and for winter forage will be paramount to maximise livestock and milk margins this year. Food insecurity does not just apply to humans. Moving on to this month's policy brief, there are four key areas to consider. First up is the 2022 single application form. The deadline for submission is on the 16th of May 2022. Supporting documents are also required to be submitted before the deadline if they are required. These should be emailed or posted to local ARPED area offices or uploaded to rural payments and services. If posting documents, ensure copies are kept in case they go missing. Please note that paper single application forms will only be considered by ARPED in a very limited range of exceptional circumstances and prior approval must be sought in writing from ARPED. With sites firmly set on achieving net zero by 2045, the launch of the 2022 Sustainable Agricultural Capital Grant Scheme will help to reduce the financial burden of seeking to reduce harmful ammonia emissions and the adverse impact on water quality resulting from the storage and spreading of slurry or digestate. Applications opened midnight on 26th of April 2022 
and will close at midnight on the 1st of June 2022. To be eligible for support funding, farmers, crofters and agricultural contractors must store or spread slurry or digestate and have or have agreed to obtain a carbon audit and a nutrient management plan. These will have to be provided when the grant is claimed. A single farm business can receive a maximum of £20,000. One application per business reference number can be submitted. Grant awards will be based on 40% of the standard costs listed in the full scheme guidance. Businesses in the Highlands and Islands area will receive a higher grant rate of 50%. This is linked to higher transportation costs in these areas. Applications can be made online using the new Manage Applications and Claims Service under your existing Rural Payments and Services login. Agents and business representatives mandated to maintain and submit single application forms on behalf of a farmer or crofter can also submit a SAGS application on their behalf. Further scheme details and the link to the application form can be found on the Rural Payments website. Avian influenza caused the mandatory housing of poultry and captive birds introduced across the United Kingdom to help stop the spread of bird flu. These restrictions have been lifted from Monday the 2nd of May 2022. Unless poultry and captive birds are in a protection zone, they will no longer need to be housed and they are allowed to be kept outside. The avian influenza prevention zone will remain in force across the UK. This means all bird keepers, whether they have pet birds, a commercial size or a backyard flock, must be diligent in continuing to take effective and precautionary biosecurity measures, including cleansing and disinfecting equipment, clothing and vehicles, limiting access to non-essential people on their sites, and workers changing clothes and footwear before entering and when leaving bird enclosures. All poultry gatherings will remain banned. Poultry and captive bird keepers must remain vigilant for any signs of disease in their birds and any wildlife and seek prompt advice from their vet if they have any concerns. Dead swans, geese, ducks or wild birds such as gulls or birds of prey should be reported through the DEFRA telephone helpline 03459 with regards to support for Ukrainian workers in Scotland, a new worker support centre run by charity Just Right Scotland is being set up offering vital advice and urgent practical support to Ukrainian seasonal horticultural workers in Scotland. The centre will be staffed with former horticultural workers who speak Ukrainian and Russian. Key dates to look out for this May. The 16th of May is the deadline for the IACS single application form and the RPID deadline to receive land maintenance forms. The 26th of May is the revised deadlines for the EEC supporting document submission. 1st of June is the deadline for RPID to receive amendments or additions to your single application form if they have previously been received on or before 15th of May without penalty. 1st of May is also the deadline for the Scottish Sustainable Agricultural Capital Grant Scheme applications. Moving on to cereals and oilseed rape. UK grain prices remain firm, but oilseed rape prices have risen significantly in the last month. 
Spring sowing conditions have been good across the UK with dry conditions, but crops in the south of England may require rain soon. Prices in May 2022 are currently £336 per tonne for wheat and £311 per tonne for feed barley and £1,020 per tonne for oilseed rape. These are expected to fall by November 2022 to £310 for wheat, £270 for feed barley and £700 for oilseed rape. World grain stocks to use ratios have been falling for eight years and the trend is expected to continue in 2022 to 2023, according to IGC. The trend does not show how accessible the stocks are to the market. Given Russia's blockade of Ukraine and China's large strategic stockpiles, these stocks are not very accessible. Spring crop plantings in the US are lagging well behind average due to cold and wet conditions in the Midwest. The late season is increasingly favouring soya as maize passes its date of optimal sowing to maximise yield potential. Maize is currently 2.02 times the bushel price of soya beans. Generally, a ratio greater than 2.4 favours a rise in maize sowings but high nitrogen fertiliser prices means this ratio needs to be lower to favour maize. Winter wheat crops are also seeing poor crop conditions with the worst USDA crop conditions ratings since 1989. Spring crop plantings in the US are lagging well behind average due to cold and wet conditions in the Midwest. The late season is increasingly favouring soya as maize passes its date of optimal sowing to maximise yield potential. Maize is currently 2.02 times the bushel price of soya beans. Generally, a ratio greater than 2.4 favours a rise in maize sowings, but high nitrogen fertiliser prices means this ratio needs to be lower to favour maize. Winter wheat crops are also seeing poor conditions with the worst USDA crop conditions rating since 1989. Russia's blockade of Ukraine's Black Sea ports is preventing Ukrainian crops being sold. Unless the conflict is resolved soon, farmers face the prospects of a harvest without sufficient storage. This is expected to contribute to a 17% to 33% cut in spring crop sowing. Much of the recent hike in grain prices is because Ukraine and some Russian grain and oilseed is blocked from entering the world market. A resolution of the conflict at some point would allow these stocks to reach the market. However, this would be tempered by the expected losses of new crop production that are now built in. The loss of access to Ukrainian sunflower oil supplies has driven up prices and forced world's vegetable oil buyers to switch to other oils rapeseed, soya and palm. In order to protect its own consumers, Indonesia, the world's largest palm oil exporter, has banned the export of palm oil. This has pushed oilseed rape future prices almost £70 per tonne higher over the last month and physical spot rapeseed prices even higher still at times. As countries struggle to stabilise the prices for their citizens, Politically motivated trade barriers can be imposed at short notice. However, they can also be removed quickly too. Domestic beef prices are rising slowly. In Scotland, the finished beef price has continued to rise 
up 7.6 pence to 445.7 pence per kilogram for our R4L for the week ending 16th of April, with the price in Northern England slightly ahead at 447.4 pence per kilogram dead weight. No surprise that with winter sheds emptying and the young bull season yet to fully kick off, the availability of cattle coming forward appears to be limited. Going forward, numbers are expected to be tight. In the year-to-date, AHDB data shows that for Scotland, the number of steers slaughtered is down 13%, heifers are down 10%, and young bulls are down 14%. This reduction in cattle numbers will have no doubt helped the trade reach where it is. Whilst the beef trade is still very strong, up 18% on the five-year average, there may come a time when the price of beef is too high for some consumers. Cantar data for the 12 weeks ending 20th of March 2022 shows that for total UK beef sales, the sales price increased by 6% year-on-year and volume dropped by 14% year-on-year. Cuts with the biggest price increases also saw the largest drop in sales volume. Steaks price up 10.5%, volume down 27%. Roasting joint prices were up 13%, yet volume was down 33%. As consumers see mince as one of the cheaper meat, volume of sales only dropped 13%, despite a 9% increase in price. With household incomes under pressure, it remains to be seen the impact it will have on the hospitality sector and whether, to reduce some spending, consumers may return to pandemic shopping behaviours where they replicate eating out in the home. The cull cow trade has continued to rise above all previous records with quotes for R-grade cows, 400 pence per kilogram dead weight. The global and UK demand for manufacturing beef continues to drive this trade as consumers look for cheaper beef options. The number of cows slaughtered in Scotland in the year to date is up 4%. With cows continuing to be in high demand, it will be very hard to justify keeping an unproductive cow through this summer. Many breeding cattle sales will be starting this month and it will be interesting to see how the commercial end of these sales compare to this high cull value, especially with the increases in input costs quickly swallowing up any additional income. With regards to global trade, Scotland has often been cited as having the most expensive beef in the world. However, that is no longer the case. Australian beef is now topping the price tables at over 600 pence per kilogram dead weight. Prices on mainland Europe are continuing to rise with R3 males at 512 cents per kilogram, which is a rise year on year of around 35%. Irish beef prices are being quoted around 403 pence per kilogram. However, there is frustration that these prices are still considerably lower than the key continental markets that a proportion of their kill is destined for. The trade for forward stores has continued to be strong with highs of 270 plus pence per kilogram and averages of 250 pence per kilogram. With large numbers of younger, lighter cattle now coming onto the market 
and better grass growing conditions, the demand for these stores should remain steady, albeit with a little nervousness about the cost of feed to finish them. QMS figures released at the end of April show a drop year on year of the store trade for all ages of both steers and heifers, which is not surprising as this time last year the beef trade was around 430 pence per kilogram, feed barley was £190 per tonne and fertiliser was £350 per tonne. With attention focusing on rising costs of production over the summer, grass is still one of the cheapest feeds available. Moving on to this month's sector focus on rising land values. Driven by limited supply and increased demand, once again farmland values in Scotland rose during 2021. Growing numbers of forestry, lifestyle and environmental, social and government buyers are entering the market for carbon capture or rewilding opportunities, adding to the competition with farmers and crofters. Agricultural land values can be highly variable depending on productive capacity, soil type, location, previous land management and opportunities for diversification or renewables. The marriage effect can also drive prices up with farmers bidding more for neighbouring land to save on commuting costs or to avoid the need to gear up a second unit. Driven by a shortage of availability, arable land values increased by a staggering 20% from an average of £5,800 per acre in 2020 to £7,500 per acre in 2021. Land in East Lothian was recorded at more than twice the 2021 average at £19,500 per acre. With high yielding arable gross margins in the 2021 to 2022 SAC Farm Management Handbook ranging from £323 up to £472 per acre for spring crops and £494 up to £739 per acre for winter crops, current land values are not being driven by earning capacity. With an increase in interest in offsetting carbon emissions and carbon farming, there is a stark contrast between land eligible for grant aid through the various woodland and forestry grant schemes and farmland deemed unsuitable for forestry planting. While rough grazing or hill land suitable for trees fetched around £2,500 up to £5,500 per acre in 2021, in comparison, farmland unsuitable for forestry planting ranged from £2,000 per acre down to just £200 per acre. The SAC Farm Management Handbook shows that gross margins for hill and upland livestock vary from £3 to £52 per head for ewes and £252 to £533 per head for suckler cows. Land values for hill and rough grazing land suitable for forestry is not being driven by its earning capacity from traditional livestock enterprises. While it is predicted that the supply of land will increase over the next few years, linked to changing agricultural policies and landowners seeking early retirement or to capitalise on the strong market. However, at the same time, the demand from forestry and ESG buyers is expected to increase. Whilst existing landovers may be able to spread the financial risk of purchasing additional land, 
for new entrants and young farmers with land values averaging approximately 10 times enterprise gross margins, this may mean that the ultimate dream of owning their own land is on hold or simply not an option. However, there are several other opportunities available to enter the agricultural industry. Alternatives to land ownership include seasonal lets, tenancies and joint ventures. As with land values, rental values are highly variable and can be influenced by location, farm type, duration of tenancy, facilities and farm size. These opportunities are highly sought after so competition can be fierce. Although finding suitable land can be challenging, social media is increasingly becoming a valuable tool to match demand with supply. Equally, the Scottish Land Matching Service can facilitate introductions and discussions between matches on their database. Further information on buying agricultural land, tenancies, seasonal lets and joint ventures is available on the new entrance page of the FAS website. Moving on to the sheep industry. With regards to sheep farming standards, the UK-Australian Free Trade Agreement was virtually signed in December 2021 and has since created much discussion on the farming standards in Australia compared to in the UK, especially that of well-fed standards and mulesing of sheep to prevent fly strike, which is prohibited in the UK. A report has recently been issued where a group of UK scientists discussed the issues raised with a number of bodies in Australia. The conclusion from the report was that only merino sheep aimed for wool production in specific areas of Australia are mulesed, not lambs for meat. A small amount of mutton from the merino ewes may reach the UK. A proportion of the wool from these mulesed ewes currently comes to the UK, of which there is no duty on this product. Other issues raised in this report are the travel conditions, stunning and CCTV in abattoirs, pain relief and environmental concerns. New Zealand industrial businesses are currently being offered government funding to decarbonise operations to help achieve net zero goals for 2050, as well as economic recovery from COVID-19. The New Zealand Fund is allowing supply chain businesses to substantially reduce emissions while reducing costs. While competing for global trade, low emissions has huge marketing potential. It is good to learn from countries such as New Zealand as to how they are progressing to their targets and how funding allows these steps to be taken at a greater speed. In the UK, with both Easter and Ramadan celebrations taking place in April, domestic sheep demand has been high, which was reflected in both lamb and cull ewe trade. Cull ewes have shown phenomenal trade with the average Scottish ewe being £115 per head for the week ending 20th of April, a premium of £18 on the same week last year. Ramadan ends on the 1st of May, followed by the celebration Eid al-Fitra. Demand will remain high for cull ewes throughout this period. Although the sharpness will edge off following this, we are seeing a high domestic demand for the near future. The SQQ for dead lambs for the week ending 16th of April 2022 was 595.4 pence per kilogram. This is behind last year's levels, although well above that of 2020 and 2019. While we're experiencing a high domestic and global demand for lamb, 
the EU sheep flock is declining, especially in Greece and Spain, meaning a higher reliance on imports from countries like the UK. The EU flock is currently reported at a historically low number. The export of lamb is recovering to pre-Brexit and pre-pandemic levels, according to AHDB, with a 66% increase in exports. The volume of legs in these exports has decreased with a reduced demand from the service sector, with restaurants choosing to offer reduced menus of service due to rising costs and staff shortages. Milk production statistics from AHDB show that output before butterfat adjustment for March 2022 is estimated at 1,306.3 million litres, a reduction of 36.9 million litres compared to March 2021. The latest production figures mean that UK cumulative production to the end of March 2022 is estimated at 14,906.36 million litres. This is down 108.12 million litres from the same period last year. Most milk buyers have announced price increases for May 2022 on the back of increases for April and the medium term outlook for milk prices is looking positive. The UK average milk price for February 2022 was reported previously at 35.88 pence per litre. For March 2022, the UK average milk price is calculated at 36.79 pence per litre. Looking at the prices for May 2022, most farm gate prices are now heading over 40 pence per litre, with only a few exceptions. Price announcements for May 2022 include the following. Please note that the following prices are in pence per litre. Arla, the member price will increase by 4.0 euro cents from 1st of May, taking the liquid standard price up 3.45 pence to 41.65. The manufacturing standard litre rising by 3.58 pence to 43.30. Arla Organic. The organic milk price for May 2022 will increase by 3.0 euro cents, taking the organic liquid standard litre up by 2.58 to 47.95. The manufacturing standard litre for organic supplies rising by 2.68 to 49.85. Muller. Muller Direct suppliers will receive 3.5 increase from the 1st of May 2022. This takes the liquid standard price up to 39.75 for suppliers in Scotland. Fresh Milk Company Following the 1.5 increase for April, Fresh Milk Company has confirmed a 3.5 increase from the 1st of May. This takes liquid standard price up to 40. The manufacturing standard litre rising to 41.61. First milk, first milk price will increase by 3.30 from the 1st of May. Graham's Dairies, suppliers are set to receive a 4 pence increase from the 1st of May. This record increase takes liquid standard litre up to 40. Tesco, 
has confirmed that it has revised its cost tracker and that the changes will result in a 6.68 milk price increase from 1st of April. This takes the price for Muller supplies up to 40.84. The milk price for Arla supplies will move up to 40.59. Co-op has confirmed a 4.06 increase from the 1st of April for Muller members of the Cooperative Dairy Group. This takes liquid standard price for April to 37.97. The co-op has also confirmed a switch from quarterly to monthly price reviews. Sainsbury's, after replacing an initial 0.4 increase with a 4.72 lift in April, suppliers will receive a further 0.88 from 1st of May. This takes liquid standard price up to 39.5 for Muller suppliers and 39.38 for Arla suppliers. Lidl have agreed to increase liquid standard milk price to 40 for suppliers on their fixed price contract with Muller. The new deal equates to an increase of 7 and this takes effect from the 1st of May. The contract between Lidl and Muller initially launched in July last year with a fixed price of 29 before increasing to 33 in January this year in recognition of rising input costs. The dairy commodity prices are the following April 2022. Butter, £5,890 per tonne. Skimmed milk powder, £3,430 per tonne. Bulk cream, £2,612 per tonne. Mild cheddar, £4,520 per tonne. The UK milk price equivalents for April 2022 are actual milk price equivalent is 56.32 pence per litre and milk for cheese value equivalent is 51.98. We're now going to move on to silage management. Preparation for first cut silage is already underway on some farms across the country. The rising cost of inputs has put more of a focus on silage to feed stock over the winter. Rising feed prices have proven the value of producing high quality forage. An important factor to consider is the cost of making silage. SAC consultant Craig Bothwell has estimated the cost of making silage bales this year to be in the region of £39 per bale based on a 700kg bale, £55 per tonne fresh weight. Although grass is often seen as the cheapest source of feed available, this may not be the case if poor quality, low dry matter, stemmy grass silage is made. This investment only makes sense if producing good, high metabolizable energy and high dry matter silage. Considering the price of barley being £319 per tonne and rapeseed meal at £452 per tonne, these have pushed up the value of energy and protein. So 11 ME silage is worth an estimated £84 per tonne. High quality silage offers many benefits. There is a reduced reliance on purchased concentrate feeds, higher intakes, improved daily live weight gains and shorter finishing periods. Crucial decisions require to be made on when to cut and storage conditions when targeting high quality silage. Attention to detail at every stage is required 
to achieving and minimising losses of high quality silage. In instances where going for bulk over quality is the priority, consider taking an additional cut of silage. It is important to balance quality and quantity. For example, prioritise making top quality first cut silage for growing, finishing and autumn calving cows or for pregnant ewes and using slightly lower quality second cut silage for feeding spring calving suckler cows. To feed more forage and maintain high animal performance, forage must be high in available nutrients. Digestibility or devalue is the main factor that determines the ME of silage and it is also a key factor influencing intake. There are five main influences on making high quality silage. One, cutting date. It is the most important factor affecting silage devalue. As the crop begins to bulk up and yield increases, quality declines. Devalue falls by 0.5 units per day from when the grass starts to push up flowering stems. Two, grass varieties. Ideally, a silage mixture will contain grasses with similar heading dates. 3. Nutrient management. Accurately managing fertiliser and slurry applications can reduce costs of production. 4. Wilting time. Rapid wilting ensures minimal losses in the field and better preservation of the grass silage. Long wilting increases field dry matter losses and increases the likelihood of aerobic spoilage. 5. Good clamp and bale management. This ensures minimal nutrient losses and ensures good preservation. Ensure good consolidation to squeeze out as much air as possible to target a silage density of 700 to 750 kilogram fresh weight per meter cubed. The ideal depth is 15 centimeters, compacting each layer as you go. When looking at the amount of concentrates required for a 350 kilograms deer growing at one kilogram per day, as the silage quality reduces, so does the predicted dry matter intake from forage. Therefore, higher levels of concentrate are required to fill the energy gap. A difference of 0.5 megajoules of metabolizable energy per kilogram of dry matter costs an additional 875 to 1050 pounds worth of feeding to achieve the same level of performance. Moving on to contract farming agreements. Whether you're looking to set up a new venture, expand an existing business, or are looking to slow down or scale down, contract farming agreements can provide the perfect business arrangement. The attraction of these agreements is the flexibility to design the arrangement to best suit the needs of the parties involved. The basic principle of a contract farming agreement is a straightforward joint venture whereby a farmer engages another farmer, called the contractor, for agreed contracting services and financial terms which will reward the contractor for the success of the agreement. The fundamental point is that the contractor is delivering services to the farmer and not operating on the farm on their own account. The contractor is not a tenant or an employee or a business part partner, but an independent contractor. The agreement will also specify why, when and how each party is able to terminate the agreement. 
and also detail a dispute resolution procedure and should make it quite clear about property maintenance, insurance, health and safety and other interests of the farmer. Trust is the key in the successful operation of a contract farming agreement and each party understands what each brings to the agreement and what each wants from it in way of financial return. In a contract farming agreement, the farmer usually provides the land and buildings, fixed equipment, for example, a grain dryer or a milking parlour, basic payment, including greening and other subsidies relating to the agreement, such as direct headage payments, LFAS, and sometimes EECS grants if they impact on the agreement. Finance to administer the agreement, short and long-term policy objectives. The farmer also receives a basic return for providing the above. The contractor usually provides labour, machinery including technology and all associated machinery costs such as fuel, repairs and insurance. Most importantly, the management expertise to implement the agreed farming policy. The contractor receives a guaranteed basic fee for the provision of their agreed services. The agreement is normally for a fixed term of generally three to five years and a new agreement can be established when the previous one comes to an end. The relationship should be seen as a long-term one as changing contractors can be costly and doing so regularly can be extremely disruptive. Breeding livestock can either be owned by the farmer or the contractor and hired to the agreement or owned by the agreement. All sales of farm produce and purchases of inputs relating to the agreement are made in the name of the farmer. The annual financial management report determines the divisible payments to each party. The contractor normally receives the major share of this in the first instance. For example, a 80-20 split in favour of the contractor and then after the contractor receives a certain total return to cover their costs and make a margin, the remainder of the divisible surplus can be split more evenly, for example 50-50. It is the essence of these agreements that the farmer remains at all times the active farmer and continues to trade in his own right with all the tax advantages that this entails. Given such agreements are subject to the law of contract, it is critical that they have the correct documentation. These agreements, whether arable or livestock, are simple to understand, easy to operate and are extremely flexible if affected by internal or external influences. That is why they are so popular. There is also almost no case law concerning contract farming agreements which is a measure of the practical success of these agreements. Finally, we will now discuss improving grass and silage quality to mitigate costs in dairy systems. Dairy farmers are seeing a significant rise in feed costs as they come off winter contract prices this month. While this is out of their control, there are areas of grassland management and forage quality that can be scrutinised to see where improvements can be made. Getting more milk from grass by extending the grazing season and improving grass quality can help reduce purchase feed requirements. Could you implement rotational grazing or increase the intensity of rotational grazing? 
It is important to maintain the right amount of grazing pressure, especially when the grass is growing fast. If the grass is getting too far in front of the stock, take a field or part of a field out of the rotation by making silage, adding to winter feed stocks and this will help keep the quality of grass for longer. Grass covers over 3,000 kilograms dry matter per hectare should be made into silage. A plate meter can be used to work out how much kilograms of dry matter of grass the cows are getting. Combined with monthly fresh grass analysis, this will enable your nutritionist to tailor feeds accordingly and ensure buffer rations are meeting requirements for the target milk output. Body condition and fertility should be protected at all costs, otherwise the long-term impact could be less milk in 12 months' time. Knowing the protein level of the grass may enable a lower protein cake to be fed, saving on feed costs. Once grass has started to head, feed quality reduces quickly by about 3.5% of digestibility per week, equivalent to 0.6 megajoules per kilogram of dry matter. If targeting 12 kilograms dry matter from grass, this lower energy supply from more mature grass or silage is equivalent to nearly 1.5 litres per cow or 0.63 kilograms of a 13 ME concentrate. This doesn't sound a lot, but for a 200 cow milking herd, that's 126 kilograms per day or 3.8 tonnes per month, which at £390 per tonne is £1,482 per month. When it comes to making silage, it is worth budgeting ahead what silage stocks are required for the coming winter based on projected livestock numbers. Can that requirement be met if fertiliser applications have been reduced this summer? Remember, one kilogram of nitrogen is equivalent to about 30 kilograms of dry matter of grass. Well earlier cutting of grass to achieve higher quality will reduce bulk at each cut, more grass will be grown over the season, which may help extend the grazing season or allow an extra cut of silage to be made. When purchasing feeds, keep in touch with suppliers and take advice on whether to purchase spot or, where possible, fix prices for a given period. In terms of relative feed value, distillery byproducts are excellent value for money, and although are seen as forage replaces, they will also help reduce protein concentrate requirement. It should go without saying that making sure soil analysis and slurry analysis are up to date will help target fertiliser applications throughout the season to maximise use of slurry and reduce reliance on fertiliser, as well as maximising forage quality and quantity. Thanks very much for listening to this Agribusiness News recording of the May edition. This is a farm advisory service resource and is produced in association with the Scottish Government.